This meeting is being recorded. <clears throat> All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. In five, four, one. Oh. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And welcome to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Sean Conroy. Another of your hosts is Amber Kenny. She is here. Hello, Amber. Hello. Um, I guess we're almost three years in, so I should be used to it. But just now, I was like in my head in a relaxed seating position. But then I see myself on screen and I am like hunched and to the side. And it's like, yeah, no wonder my back hurts constantly. <laughs> like, I'm... Anyway, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, human bodies were not designed to sit in chairs 8 to 10 to 12 hours a day, and it is doing terrible damage to the human race, to our physiology, to our physiognomy. Oh. Maybe not our physiognomy. I don't, what is that? I believe physiognomy is like your your features, like what you look oh, like. Oh, I, I bet it is affecting that. Because it's Probably. the whole like m- muscular structure. I don't yeah. know. Uh, folks, if we have any <laughs> physiologists or physiognomists listening to the show, please uh, write it in and let us know if if we're being affected by sitting quite a bit. Oh yeah, I um I was laughing at myself and I texted you about how poorly and how inaccurately I tried to describe anything having to do with politics or history <laughs> I, right well i but, think but like the point was made i think yeah 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 absolutely your your point was valid your your point the specific point you were referring to uh was valid and i yes i sent you that i think it was like a whole article about exactly what you were talking right. about just that they had the facts and you didn't have the facts exactly I, right i just had like a feeling right right <laughs> Like a smell. Uh, right. But I think that's, you know, look, if anybody is coming to this show for, for the truth, you are in the no, right, for facts, because facts are not the same thing as the truth. If you're coming for like, the truth, I feel like we I have the truth. The truth. Yes. yes. It just wasn't the facts. 100% correct. <laughs> you're absolutely correct. Uh, the truth is not about facts. The truth is the truth. Oh, no. and facts now are we facts. sound like the bad guys. I know. I'm just thinking of that clip where uh, 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 truth isn't always true. Yeah, yeah, Rudy Giuliani, like truth, truth is not the truth. It's like what? (laughs) But, but that's not what we're saying. We're saying the truth is the truth, but Mm. the facts are not. I'm I I will say what what separates us is I am acknowledging that I was inaccurate, right? And I'm apologizing, right? And on top of which the larger point you were trying to make was true was the truth <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the inaccuracy of your facts did not bolster your argument <laughs> which was in fact correct right the argument is always stronger if you have the facts on your side mm. i'm going to work on that uh, all right. Well, we always like to start the show with a segment that we call checking in. So why don't we start today with Amber? Amber, sure. what's going on? Yeah, I, um, by the way, I like that your window is open behind you. 
Oh, thanks. Sort of like makes things bigger. In Mysterious. A yeah, it's too hot. It, it's nice to have the fresh air. Mm-hmm. I'm at, this is the view that my boss gets all day long. Um, this is my office, my desk. Jeff went out. So I was like, well, why bother setting up my computer somewhere else? Let's just fuck that. Do it yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And Smudgy's in his crate right next to me. Mm. Everything's great. Um, but for checking in, mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of horrible stuff and I'm not downplaying gloss- that. I'm not downplaying it and I'm not glossing over it. I'm mm-hmm. choosing to cherry pick some joyful moments from I my I think life. that's great. I think that is fantastic. But I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying. It's, it's not that things aren't affecting me. For this checking in, I want to. I think that's okay. Like, does everything. Have joy. You know, yeah. If everything had to be about everything, we'd all be fucked all the time. Right. And it would be very hard to have your facts and the truth. <laughs> I don't have any facts to base my statement on, but I do think it's the truth. <laughs> but um, it was 4th of July weekend, which was. I, I don't. I have never been a super patriotic person it's, mm-hmm. it sounds like i i was into it before everyone else i'm so right. cool but like I, I i don't i wasn't never a very nationalist person um and you always felt that god did not bless america well i i felt that god blessed america as much as all the other countries because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um it would be strange to just pick one country. I feel like if you were. Gone. You were not a believer in except. Well, it depends on who's sneezing at the time. Right, you know? right. If America's sneezing, then God blesses you. But mm-hmm. you know. And there's a lot of sickness going on right now. Facts. These are facts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but I feel. I don't know if you feel this way, but it feels. Ever since Trump was elected, and sort of in a in a increasing manner it's it's it feels almost foolish to be celebratory mm-hmm. about fourth of july and and how rah-rah america we are a society in decline right mm-hmm. um do you feel that way or or am i, I, I well there's a yeah Yes, I'll just Facts. say yes. Okay, yeah. you have another, You have something else that you want to talk uh, about? No, 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 no. No, it's not even that. I just feel like it's such a long. It's deeper it's, than that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but I do think that that with everything that's going on, look, the way I grew up was Fourth <laughs> of July was like this country, right or wrong, it's great. Everything's uh-huh. great. We're great. We're all doing well. That's clearly not true. Mm. And so it's not very facts. hard to go. No, no, no. Like if there was a uh, if there was a way to have like a new version of a Fourth of July patriotic song that was like things are okay but they could be so much better you know like <laughs> and okay uh, is even a loose definition yeah right <laughs> some people sometimes <laughs> depends on who you're talking to <laughs> and what population you're a part of I hope this is being recorded. <laughs> I like it because there's no melody. Uh-uh. <laughs> there's no rhythm structure. 
It starts in four, four, then goes to seven, four, then five, four, then two, three, then three, three, then three, four. It's basically a waltz mixed with a mambo. But I'm sorry. That sounds <laughs> cool. I like that. Um, but yeah, it was for the, the but basically I had a long weekend. I didn't have to go to work on nice. Monday. Nice. Um, so that was nice. And that's why America's great. <laughs> yes. No other countries celebrate holidays. Do you think other countries head off for Fourth of July? Nope. <laughs> Fact. I actually um uh like um someone I work with is in India. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we basically have Fourth of July off because there's nothing to do <laughs> because everyone, <laughs> all of our clients are off because everybody else is off, right? Yeah. So it's a de facto holiday. But all of this said, I guess I'm like apologetic. I'm like caging this strangely, but I had a really nice weekend, <laughs> um, especially because this time last year, Fourth of July, we were straight up in prison. Um, Smudgy couldn't go on a leash. We were just trying to make him not bark at the window 24-7. We had no way of controlling him. Does he are there times when he just barks and doesn't stop barking? Yes, but not if I get him into the crate. Mm. Like now we have tools. So I I can just it's sometimes hard to get his attention, but right. but we have we call them chicken snacks. Yes, I said it. Um that he only gets for that reason to go into the crate. And I just, and he loves them. So I just bring out the bag and say chicken snacks and he'll stop whatever he's doing and run to the, to the crate. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on with the dog that lives downstairs because <laughs> he just never stops barking. So maybe I should get them some chicken snacks, chicken snacks, a bully stick and a crate. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but so last week, yeah, sorry. Last year we were locked in this year not locked in. and it was so hot like we couldn't even leave the house and so this year i mean we we went on picnics as a family we went to a freaking pool party which i thought i might see you at because i really wanted to go the person whose party it was called me last week mm-hmm. to discuss coming to the party and discuss many other things as well and i just was still if you remember our last episode, I had torn my back up the previous night right. and I was like, I just don't want to be that fucking old dude like who's like limping around, around yeah. and going, please don't push me. No, well, don't I- push me in the pool. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the pool might be nice. Be yeah. weightless. Right. But um. so I, so I thought about it and I almost went. And then when you said you had been there, I was like, God damn it. Uh, yeah, those parties are interesting. I guess maybe that's what adult parties are like now. Mm-hmm. But that one in particular, I I have so many th- thoughts. I need to like focus. But I have an app on my phone that like tells me how long I've been doing certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, like being like, alive, or and like in location, so I can say oh, like, oh I wow, I you know. And it's probably bad. It's probably tracking my every step. It's probably being sent to bad guys, mm-hmm. whatever. But I've been using it for Mr. Years. President, Mr. President, we have an update. <laughs> Kenny is putting chicken snacks in the <laughs> in the crate again. But it will give me little alerts. And the day after the pool party, it said you were at this pool place. Party. It's, it was actually called pool party. I think that's what mm. I labeled it in my phone. You were at pool party. And that's the first time you were there since 4th of July, 2019. 
Wow. Like, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's crazy, right? Yeah. That's three years. Mm-hmm. To the day. Um, but it, we decided to go because we had such a good experience at the dog beach. And, you know, we're just trying to actually live our life and not resent our dog. Um, <clears throat> Hi, so- folks. Welcome to the dog beach. <laughs> you folks have your collars on. Um, so we, it was like dog friendly pool party. So we packed up smudgy and we sunscreened up. We have our bathing suit on, but both of us were like, we are going to get there and pivot step and go, which is exactly what I did the last time I went to those parties. (laughs) Like I literally walked in, walked around. No, that's not totally true. I sat down and talked to people who were. I mean, I've been this person many times, so I did not hold it against them at all, but they were just way too drunk to be having a conversation with. Right. And I sat with them for like a half an hour and I was like, okay, I got to (laughs) go. I, um, oh, that's what I was saying about maybe this is what adult parties are like, but Mm -hmm. we went early on purpose because it was sort of family hour. If you have kids, like a more mellow, less intense party party. And we went Mm -hmm. at that time intentionally because of smudgy. and. Um, didn't know anyone there except for the people throwing the party. Not a single soul. But it was just like we were just like we're having to be out of the house. Like who cares? Right, and, and you can't you can't uh, monopolize the people who are having the party. That's no, those, absolutely. Know. But so it kind of at first was like Jeff and I and Smudgy hanging out at a mm-hmm. someone else's pool. But I was like, I'm not mad about it. But like, is this rude? Like, are right, we not right, right, talking right. to anyone? Well, and and realize <laughs> that had I come to the party, it would have been. The four of us hanging out. Right. Like, I would not have known anybody there either. You right. know? Um, but I, I, that's what I was saying. I think that's what adult parties are like because the person who owns the house mm-hmm. has collected friends from different various parts different yeah. of life and they don't necessarily all hang out with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but we should. But it it went fine. There were other dogs there and Smudgy got along with them. He was just hiding behind us at first. But then when he figured out there was like food, there was a possibility of hot dogs. He was like, see you suckers. Like, I'm going to go mingle. <laughs> like he was having a blast. Mm-hmm. And I went swimming. Like we were there four hours. I couldn't wow. believe it. Yeah. Holy shit. And uh, other people showed up that I did know. So it wasn't just me and Jeff hanging out alone for four hours. <laughs> right. Like I would have, I would have, you know, if I would have been there, I would have been there with you guys for like, I, I, I would have lasted like 10 minutes. I would have been right. like, okay, I got to go. I can't talk to you guys. This is too much. But yeah, it was, it was really fun and it felt human and it felt like there's hope for the future. Mm -hmm. Um, And what do you mean mean hope for the future? Like these people were, they're building a rocket ship to Mars or what, what? Oh no, that smudgy will let us leave the house ever. Oh, oh, I see. see. (laughs) On a very micro scale. Got it. Um, And on 4th of July itself, we that wasn't on 4th of July. On 4th of July itself, we we just stayed as a small family. And again, we were braced for the worst because our neighborhood goes the F off with fireworks. LA is kind of crazy. It's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, but like directly outside of our window, like yeah, yeah. crazy, crazy. And so we were like, okay, we've got a reactive dog. Like, let's give him as much exercise throughout the day and just see how it goes. He slept like a baby through all the fireworks. Oh, that's good. It's crazy. I, 
I theorize that that is what the inside of his head sounds like already. So it's like soothing. Right. <laughs> like, um, he was a sound asleep with visions of chicken snacks dancing in his totally. head. Totally. At one point, he woke up and started barking, and we realized he wasn't barking at the fireworks. He was barking at another dog barking at the fireworks. Like mm. he was like, "Hey, shut up, buddy! I'm trying to enjoy these fireworks." Chain, the classic chain reaction, the yes. neighborhood chain reaction, yes. like so it, uh, Lady in the Tramp. He's the one dog that isn't afraid of fireworks. He's afraid of pretty much everything else, mm. but he's cool with fireworks. So yeah. That is my checking in. Cool. Thanks. What's going on with you? How's your back? <laughs> uh, it's better. It's definitely better. Uh, not 100%, but it's better. And I have decided this has been a problem. I think I said this last week. It's been a problem for decades for me. And I think I've decided that I have a recurring herniated disc. And it's mm. good to know that because that means there's stuff I can do about it. Yeah. I mean, this, this has been, like I said, it's been a problem for a long time to the point where I can remember going like 15 years ago to get an x-ray, like going like, this is a problem. Is there something wrong? And the doctor going, well, let's x-ray it and see. And going, you're like, I guess, he thought it was a hip problem. So he sent me to a oh. orthopedist who was like, your hips are, your bones are decaying at a normal rate. Like, oh, I was like, you, yeah. you, you can't start with the word decay. Right, right, right. And like, I was, with like, everything's fine. <laughs> you're fossilizing slowly. Uh, Which is and good. eventually <laughs> 10,000 years, you'll be completely unrecognizable. Uh, except to physiognomists. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, so it's it's getting better. Uh, not not a hundred percent, but I'm able to like at least do stuff and whatever. Um, I did say last week that I would have a big announcement. Oh right, this week. Edge of my seat, or is it pushed? Do you have a well? Big no, <laughs> no, it, it's not. I I will. It's not a big announcement really anymore. Uh, oh, no. because I think it's stuff that everybody already knew. Uh, well, first of all, I should say that today is my birthday. Holy crap. Happy happy birthday. No, 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 no. Not today, today, but when this comes, like, oh, when this yeah, weird... I was going to say, there's no way it's your, like, yeah, we're in this weird space where <laughs> we're recording this now, yeah. but it's going to come out on your birthday, on my birthday. Now, I guess I shouldn't say that because who knows what could happen right, between right. now and then. But assuming everything goes according to plan. This episode will be released on my actual birthday. So that's one thing. That's, you know, very, uh, it's not exciting, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Is that the announcement that you have a birthday? No, 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 no. <laughs> the announcement, which I think I probably already said on the show, is that it's not even an announcement. For, okay. You know so what? I take it back. It's not really an announcement. Undercutting this now. It's not a bulletin. It's not a, you know, breaking news. It's not. But I, and I've definitely talked about it before, but it looks like I really am going to direct a movie at the end of the summer. And I like to say I'm going to direct a movie because 
It sounds minimizing when you say I'm going to direct film. a short film. It's actually what it is. But what's the difference between a short film and a movie? A film is like, like a <laughs> film is a movie, right? Right. So it's a short movie, but who cares how long it is? It's right, still right, right. a movie, right? And is this the one that you wrote? I wrote it. Yes. Oh, I, this is not somebody else going, hey, you know, you'd be great at directing, so you should direct this. <laughs> this is totally <laughs> me going, I think I'm a genius, you know? Well, also, that's not, no one ever just says like, hey, you, hey, kid in the crowd, you right. should be a director. Like, that's not Cer- certainly not to me, because not to... only am I not in the crowd, but I'm not a kid, you know, <laughs> I when I asked that, I meant, was it the project that you've talked about in the past? Right. I think so. But okay. I, I also get confused as to what I don't I've know said if you said through, it. You know? I don't know if you said that on the podcast. Though. Yeah, I I so I did write it. Um, and just to, I'm, I'm going to write all this down, I think, and send it out in my newsletter, which will actually come out before this episode. So I think this is not it a won't spoiler be a alert. Uh, no, <laughs> it won't be my birthday when the <laughs> newsletter comes out. No, no, no. Um, that would be ridiculous. No, I, when I, uh, uh, during the course of the pandemic, I took several long drives by which I mean, I drove back and forth across the country, which was, I don't know, what is that like a hundred miles each way? Almost <laughs> more, more than that, I guess. Uh, so I did that. And then I also drove back and forth to Idaho twice uh, over those two years, I guess. And over the course of those six drives, uh, I was pulled over by the police four times. And I was apparently traveling too quickly each of those times, except for one of those times. Now, of those four times, the number of tickets I got was zero. That's amazing. No tickets. which I attribute to a number of factors, primarily my personal charm. Mm. Um, you know, knowing when to laugh at a cop's little joke and, and you know, spinning a yarn or two. Uh, but a yarn of, or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing? Why, why are you coming from California? Well, you see, the thing about California is... <laughs> The gold rush. I headed out there in 49 and decided (laughs) it wasn't for me anymore, but I haven't had time to change my old license plate. (laughs) Uh, But one time I was not pulled over for speeding, which I knew because by then I was so conscious of. You're like, I can't get pulled over again. I just was very aware of it. You know, like I knew. I think I'd only been pulled over twice by then. So this was the third time I got pulled over, but I was like near a town and I was close enough to civilization. It was, it was in Illinois, but I was close enough to civilization that I was like, I need to be aware that there are cops everywhere. So I'm not going to speed this time, but this cop pulled me over. The first thing he did was tell me, well, this wasn't the first thing he did. He did a lot of things, but 
when I passed him and saw him on the side of the road, I looked at my, at my speedometer and I knew that I had not been speeding. He then pulled out behind me, followed me for close to 10 minutes. That's a long time. It probably wasn't that long, but it felt like fucking forever. Right. And I was in the passing lane. I had just passed a truck and I was like, okay, I'm going to get over into the passenger lane and let this policeman who's not following me, because why would he be? I'm not speeding and his lights aren't on. I'm going to let him pass me. And so I got over into the slow lane. Is it the slow lane? It's just the normal traveling speed lane, right? Yeah, but they call it the slow lane. They do call it the slow. So I got in the yeah. slow lane. And well, now it sounds wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I got in the ordinary lane mm-hmm. and he pulled up next to me. So now we're both going the same speed of like 62 miles an hour. In a 75 mile an hour speed limit zone. So I'm very aware of him. I'm trying to think of how this would look like. So this is him. I'm going to do him and me. So this is him in his, I'm him now in his car, right? His Mm -hmm. little police cruiser. And he's kind of looking at me out of the corner of his eye. I can see that out of the corner of my eye. And I'm not looking at him. I'm just like driving and sipping my coffee. Like I'm very nonchalant, you know, right, like right, I know right. I'm not speeding. It's not a problem. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I have nothing to be concerned about. This goes on for another 30 or 45 seconds. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? Finally, he pulls out behind me, lights me up and pulls me over. And I'm like, what the fuck? fuck anyway the upshot of the whole thing was the first thing he did when he got up to my car was say now you don't have any outstanding warrants or points on your license right and i said not no i don't i don't i know i don't have points on my license and as far as i know there are no outstanding warrants for my arrest uh which I felt pretty safe saying both of those things. I know, but that's the thing that you're like, oh, did I just jinx it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, you know, honestly, I I'm pretty sure there's never been a warrant out for my arrest, although I can't say for a hundred percent sure. Um, and I've definitely had points on my license at various times, but I did not have any at this point. And he was like, okay, so I think we can take care of this, and it won't be a problem but I need you to get in the cruiser with me. Oh yes, you did. Yeah. you. I told this story before. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was so fucking weird. So my initial, you know, my, my initial reaction was like, Oh, he wants me to say no. So that he, cause he knows I wasn't speeding. He wants there to be a problem. So he can give me a ticket. If I decline to do what he wants me to, then it'll turn into a scuffle of some sort. Right. Um, so I was like, sure, no problem. I'll get in your cruiser. And I oh got in the God. front seat of the police car with him. So it's the two of us in the front seat. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then we're just talking. And again, this is where spinning a yarn. Also, I feel in. like they never want you in the front of a police car. Like, no, for of safety course not. Reasons. That's super dangerous. Yeah. I mean, I could have 
I was, I did you have a, stolen the police car. Well, I also had a bandolier of knives <laughs> across my chest and I could have just. Um, but it turned out he just wanted to tell me about his friend that he wasn't able to visit because of COVID his friend who was in the hospital. And he told me all this stuff. And I was like, this is so weird. So anyway, I wrote a short film about it and that's the film I'm going to shoot. And you didn't get a ticket. Didn't get a ticket. I got a warning. That was the one time I got a warning. A warning for what? Well, it was a thing that like, he, he claimed that when I passed the truck that I was passing, Mm -hmm. my car had wobbled in a strange way and that my tire had touched the the line in the in the well it's not even the middle of the road because there's a there's a a grassy knoll or what do you call the thing a median a median there's a median so but but there's a line next to the median and my car had touched he said touched the line next to the median and that's a violation yeah he was like that's a moving violation uh you bisected the median line or some some technical thing like that and so he was like i'm just gonna write you a warning there's no cost you don't have to show up in court you're not summoned to anything it's just a bulletin that goes out to other state troopers so if you get pulled over again in the state of illinois they'll know that you had a warning for this and you're like i'm never coming back to (laughs) well (laughs) not even that what was hilarious about it to me was I got back in my car and I realized that I was like nine miles from Iowa. Like I would be there in, right. in, if I drove 90, I would be there in four minutes, you know? Um, I didn't do that, but yeah. I could have, uh, yeah, that warning. But anyway, I had a whole other plan for a whole other short film that was so much more complicated um, because the thing about this, is, I was just thinking about this yesterday because now I have a company that I started so that I can do payroll stuff for people. Oh my God. I have That's a lot of work. Yeah, like I have an employer ID number. Well, <laughs> luckily, luckily my brother's a lawyer. So I was just like, can you help me Make sure do I'm this? this right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was funny. He called me and, uh, or I called him. I don't remember which way it was, but he was like, I can just talk you through it or I can just do it while we're on Zoom like, together. Second one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. You do it. Uh, so he was very, he, he was kind enough to do all that for me. But there's so many tiny little details to take care of because it's a sad, it's like a union thing. So you have to submit your union thing you have to have covid inspector on mm-hmm. set and make sure you're going through all those protocols you have to have insurance for everything that's going on you have to rent equipment and and the big thing also for me and this is for two actors myself and a dp there's lots of other people involved but those are the people who i have to worry about in terms of scheduling, just trying, like, mm. I can't even go to lunch with two of my friends I because know, it's too hard to schedule. Right. So trying to get these people and I, I have been very lucky and I won't mention any names, but 
I've been very lucky to get some very talented actors involved with this um, that I'm excited to, 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 to work with, but because they're so talented, they are working. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the weird, I was thinking about that too. Cause I was like, that's the weird thing about acting is like, you're nobody till somebody loves you, you know, and then you're everybody like, and everyone wants I know this it. isn't I know this isn't totally true and it's not fair to say this but you don't get anything for a long time and then you get like one or two big things and everybody wants to put you in everything and I and I remember this from early on in my writing career where we would have like a bunch of people audition for a part on a sitcom I was working on and a number of them would be really funny but nobody had ever heard of them before and then somebody else would be like, okay, but they have credits to their name. And the right. casting director would be like, we should use this person because we know they can do it. They're reliable. They've worked mm. before and they're people that people other people don't have like worked a gamble. With. No, they don't want to take a chance on anybody. So anyway, these, these actors are extremely busy. And so it's been tricky to sort of negotiate a day to it's a one day shoot. That's the other thing. I'm like, how the <laughs> fuck does anybody get anything done? You know, no. with more people involved and, you know, um, but I guess part of it is also that this is the first one I'm doing, which by the way, is hilarious that I'm basically on the verge of retirement. And I'm like, let me direct a short film in the hopes of doing another longer film. Cause that's the other thing is this is just, showcasing the work to get the next thing i'm trying not to be obsessed with that because i really do think it's a funny interesting weird dumb smart sad script (laughs) very happy Uh, you're just saying opposite so (laughs) (laughs) it's really long and short um and the script is so tall and yet does not get to ride on the big boy rides. Uh, but but just if I can just do this one thing, tell this one story, I think I'll be really happy. But at the same time, at the same time, I'm like, well, this is the next thing I want to do, you know? Yeah, I hear you. And I think I think that is valid and true and facts. But I think you need to just like one step at a time, like focus on this project because absolutely. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like I just, you know, if I can do this and it comes out half as well as I would like it to, I'll be twice as unsatisfied as I would be if it had been three times. Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it, it, it has to be about this thing. Like the, 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 I used to have, I've probably said this on the show before as well. Uh, I used to have a giant uh, bulletin board in my office in New York. um, And I would just like, (laughs) well, this is going to sound so pretentiously New York-y, but New York, you ride the subway all the time, right? So I had a subscription to the New Yorker at the time Mm -hmm. and read it religiously every week and i would tear things out of the magazine and stick them up on the bulletin board so like i had one article there was a whole article about larry david years ago where he talked about after he i think it was after he worked on snl and he was like 
I'm basically in my mid forties and I'm never going to make it. And he said, I would walk around the city and I would see places that I could shelter when I was homeless ultimately. (laughs) And so I cut that out and put it up on the, on the bullet board. But anyway, there was one that I remember, which was uh, Julie Taymor, who I always, yeah, I always think of her as the director of the Lion King. Although as somebody said to me recently, when I was talking about it, like you know she also directed spider-man turn off the dark so uh yeah <laughs> but uh, i mean every artist like you so, can't sure you, swing you and a miss yeah yeah um but she had a quote and i think i think i don't remember i'm assuming the article was something about the lion king but i just don't have any recollection of it um But she said, and this is the part I cut out, was the purpose of art is in the act of creating it. Mm. And that always stuck with me. And I'm trying to just keep that Like embrace that. Yeah. Because otherwise it's like, there's no being satisfied. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be, I mean, it's, there's a million, I'm sure there's a million philosophical schools of thought that would say the same thing in different words, but it's like. I'm doing this for the sake of doing it, not for the sake of what's the next thing or how am I going to come out on top or how am I going to. Well, and I also want to say, and I am sure you know this and feel this, but I, I feel like it's important to say, but just even doing as much as you're doing is a huge accomplishment. You know how many people, especially in Los Angeles, but I'm sure in the country, in the world, are like, I've got this idea for a short film and someday I'll direct it. I've got this idea for a short. Like, do you like it's um, the fact that you've moved past ideation and into action is a huge accomplishment and a win already, I feel like. So you should be proud of yourself. Thank you. Yes. I will never be proud of myself, but thank you. Yes. (laughs) The, uh, yeah, and it's, it is a little bit, I get very worked up, you know, as soon as this thing happens or this email comes in or this thing comes, you right. know, whatever. I'm like, Any oh, no, what, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I shouldn't have done this. I quit. Right, 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 right. But that I think is part of the process too, is like learning that that's, uh, that's how it goes. Kind of surfing with it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Like you gotta, it, it's really making me think about that, about playing the long game instead of oh shit i'm fucked because or, of this yeah. thing or it's a little uncomfortable right now but and like, it's like if what if, am I trying if to this part doesn't work out we'll fix it and do something else like there's a it's it's almost like starting over in terms of the skills i've developed as a writer not that i have any skills as a writer but i'm just saying (laughs) enough of this false modesty (laughs) but but to me a big part of being a writer is that it's about solving problems because Mm -hmm. you have an idea of the story you want to tell of what you want to communicate and then it's not quite right and you have to figure out how to make it work And this is what I'm learning about this process as well, is that there's always things that aren't quite right. And you're like, what can I do Mm -hmm. 
to fix this? How am I going to make this? Well, and when you compromise and when you don't compromise, because you can't like die on a hill for every small thing, but there are probably certain things that would undermine sort of the integrity or the idea. So it's like, what can you shift with? What can't you shift with? Right. You're absolutely right. What compromises am I willing to make? And where do I draw the line? And that actually reminds me. Oh no. Am I in trouble? (laughs) I bought you a sandwich like four years ago. (laughs) No, it's funny because I've been watching this show on HBO called Irma Vep. Have you seen this? I have not. It's like Irma Vep is such just a weird name of a Mm -hmm. show is it like a person's name is it like irma and vep it's a person's name and the show let me see if i can do this right the show on hbo is about a director and a group of people and well really the actress is the star the actress who is playing irma vep uh So it's about this director and this actress who are making a TV show that is a reboot of a movie that the director made a number of years ago that was a reboot of a movie that was made in 1916. So he did a reboot of a silent film as an indie film, and now they're doing a reboot of the indie film as a TV TV series. And this is a TV series about the making of the TV series about the reboot of the indie film of the reboot of the. (laughs) But I can, I can see already that it's like, I like probably conversations about being true to the material, but like, what are you true to this reboot material or are you re true to the reboot movie or are you true to the silent movie or are you true to your own new vision are you true to yourself um and and it's also it's affected i think by the the, oh here's the other crazy part of this is that in real life the creator of this show actually made an indie film about a silent film like about a reboot of a like it, it's like a hall of mirrors yeah it's and, and but anyway he's french so in of the course he is in the show <laughs> in the show they're shooting in paris and uh-huh. the director is french and so a lot of it is in french um and that just i think adds a layer of i don't know complexity but also humor and you know the guy who plays the director is so great. Uh, French guy who I've never seen before. And he's clearly like, I don't know. There's just so many good things about it. And then also the actress who play, who's the star who plays Irma Vep is Alicia Vikander. So you could just sit there and watch her. Right. <laughs> still for half an hour. You know what I mean? Um She's like one of those Hollywood actresses that just is seems unearthly, you know. Right, right. Um, how did that happen? Um, but it's also <clears throat> I watched a bunch of episodes earlier this week, and it I just was thinking about the whole process the whole time, you know, and how this how this shit all works. 
So anyway, so that was my that was my big announcement. Was, I love it. That's exciting. Congrats. Said, uh, thank you. Thank you. And uh, and also that it's today is my Your birthday. birthday, but not today, today, right. but the day. It's just like Irma Vep, kind of. It's the reboot <laughs> of your birthday. Yes. <laughs> and every year is a reboot of, <laughs> right. of that day. Yeah. I don't know. I, and you I, never really celebrate it true to that day, do you? No, no, never. I always <laughs> either say the day that I wrote this was my birthday. And so uh-huh. I am reading it out loud right now, several days later, or I say, today is my birthday. I recorded this ahead of time. So it's not <laughs> actually my birthday. Uh, I don't know. Birthdays are weird, man. I don't mm-hmm. like, they seem like such a big deal when they're happening, but then I'm like, what birthdays do I remember? Mm. You know? Yeah. Do, do you remember your birthdays? I I think I could if I like had to do there's an exercise. A few, but, there's but, a few, but yeah, most of them are just like, well, that happened. We we have been watching um, the hills. This relates. I I swear to God, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really really dumb reality show from like the late two thousands. Like 2005 to 2009, sort of. Mm-hmm. And it's about 20 somethings in Los Angeles who are like all very good looking and all very wealthy, um, like trying to make it and going out to clubs and stuff. Sort of it's, my crowd, basically. Yes, yes, yes. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of fun for us to watch now because, like, some of the times it's like we were in Los Angeles at that time and we were probably close to that age, but that is not the lifestyle I was living, you know? Like, um, but I bring it up because birthdays are you so- want to go to the Viper room, Amber? <laughs> well, they were all just like, ugh, I'm turning 20 and I'm already the creative director of this PR firm. And I'm just right. like, how? What? What are you talking about? Um, because it wasn't real. But mm-hmm. um they because they're so young that birthdays are a huge huge deal in a way that's comical like their plots where it's like i have to work but it's my boyfriend's birthday and like jeff and i are just like who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, but like to them it's unimaginable like that. that birthdays aren't like the world stops and celebrates you right. you know i don't know it's just funny how could they call me in it's my boyfriend's birthday <laughs> right literally one of like more than one of the plots (laughs) uh yeah well hopefully nobody called me in to work today and by today i don't mean right you mean today today i mean the day this comes out yeah yeah (laughs) because they better not call me in on my birthday i'll tell you that much right um no i'm trying to figure out what i'm going to do on the actual day i don't really have a plan right now um last year I almost had a big birthday party. If you remember, oh, right. last year I was, was right to go. Yeah. And, and then uh, I had to send out another, I, I literally had to send out a D invite for my birthday party. I've done it for a wedding. Because, <laughs> so I beat you. <laughs> because, it, But it was like, it was the Omicron variant that came out right. right at that time. Like that, the day after I sent out an invitation to my birthday, 
was like, well, there's a new variant, folks, and it's time to go back inside. And now it's like, it's like every two ever. days. Yeah. It, it, well, every two days they're like, there's a new variant, but we're back to normal, everybody. So I yeah, I just read something recently that this new one is a doozy where. Like. People have been operating in that, like, well, I had it, so now I'm safe. Right. But that's kind of not true anymore that you can mm-hmm. get it within a couple weeks again. So, yay. Yeah. Yeah. It's all very, oh, it's very, it's, it's, it's we're, we're living in a tricky time. Tricky well, time. And, and who knows if what I'm reading, like, that's what we've always facts. been talking about. Yeah. What are facts and what is true? But to your point, it feels like, capitalist corporate America is just like back to work. Like doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. And, um, but then I keep reading things that are like, actually more people are dying every day of COVID now than this time last year or yeah. this time in 2020. I saw that yesterday. No one's talking about it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not good. Like what's no. going on? No, but you know, at least we're back to work, you know? Um, I guess we can whistle while we work the way the dwarves did in Snow White, you know. I got an email at work today that was like, I basically like we're really going back to the office. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You've been saying that for a year. <laughs> I'll, I'll meet you there. Oh, I'm running late. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm still accomplishing everything and I'm not getting (laughs) COVID and I'm not paying for gas. I know. That's what's so crazy about it is like in so many situations, what difference does it make? But then in a lot of situations, it does make a difference, you know? I mean, I'm struck. I went today to the pharmacy and I don't know, man, none of them had masks on. Nobody that was working there had a mask on. And I, you know, obviously it's a personal choice, whatever, but like that would, that would be rough. Especially at a pharmacy. Like, you know, the people are sick. Right. Right. They're not coming there because they just want, they're, well, they're I, was there so to, I was there to get a vacuum cleaner, but <laughs> you got a vacuum cleaner yeah. at the farm. Oh, I was like, that's not a, you're not going to get a great deal there. My friend. <laughs> Uh, I really was looking for rug shampoo, but I couldn't find any there because um, I'm redoing my whole apartment. I'm trying to like get rid of all the crap I've accumulated over the last 15 years. Like it's, it's not good. It's not good to have all this fucking crap. So now everything is here in the living room. I've like moved everything out of the bedrooms and we'll see if it ever goes back in. Could be, could be stuck this way for a long time. What fun. Um, all right. Well, this feels like a good place to take a break. So why don't we do that? And then we will uh, do a segment on the show that we like to call the purpose of parting shots is in the act of creating them. Oh,
We are back. You're listening to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. And it's time for a segment on the show that we like to call Parting Shots. So I guess I'll go first tonight because uh, it, well, James Kahn, I think we can't let, you know, we can't let today pass. And by today, I don't mean a week ago. No, no, no. Actually, the day we're recording this, <laughs> not when this comes out, uh, the great James Kahn has died. And uh, I don't know. I, I, what, what, what's the first thing you think of when you think of James Kahn? I guess the Godfather. Yeah. I think that is by far his most iconic role. I mean, he did a million things, but that's <laughs> the one that is really... But I always think of, I always think of him in the movie Bottle Rocket, uh-huh. which was the first Wes Anderson movie with before Wes Anderson was Wes Anderson, basically. Yeah, it was the first film he made uh, with Luke and Owen Wilson mm-hmm. and Khan. I think probably. I mean, I haven't done enough. I think that movie came out in the mid '90s, and you know, he was, he was Sonny Corleone. So now it was 20 years later and he was older and he could be like a mobster. So he's a mobster in that movie. Mm-hmm. I think it takes place in Texas. And I don't honestly remember a ton about the movie. I remember enjoying it, but I probably haven't seen it in, I don't know how long, 20 years at least. <laughs> The thing I remember is James Kahn practicing karate with his manservant. <laughs> and he goes, at one point, he goes, no, 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 back up. Not that close. Not that, like, and it's just like a throwaway thing at the beginning of a scene. And it's like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like, just because... It, it, I don't know. It made me laugh so hard that he was being so like, like I'm practicing, but you have to stand farther away because that's not right. And, you know, uh, and, and, and it was not a, it was not a plot moment or anything. It was just like a total character thing. And I still think about that scene a lot. Like I still think about it frequently because it made me laugh so hard. Um, so one of the great ones, James Kahn. That's my parting shot is go watch Bottle Rocket. Reservoir Dogs. Oh, yeah. Bottle Rocket. Yep. Um, An elf. See, I've never seen Elf. Oh, you should see it. It's I've fun. had a lot of people tell me that's their favorite Christmas movie, and I have never watched it. But Because he's very committedly James Caan mm-hmm. playing Will Ferrell as an elf's dad. So it's... Right. That's funny. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that works. Like, you get where that casting comes from. <laughs> I mean, that was the that that was the thing about the Godfather that was a little weird to me was he doesn't look like one of the family. Mm. He is, but he doesn't look like one of the family. Like, you look at them and you go, that guy doesn't look like everybody else. You know, maybe that was a plot Hotel? device. Yeah, yeah, like there's some family drama. Uh, there's a whole other level to The Godfather that I never understood, I guess, if that's the case. Uh, 
but I get him being Will Ferrell's dad. Like that makes total mm-hmm. sense in my head visually. You know? Right, right, right. Um, all right. Parting shots. Amber. Yeah. Um, I, for the past three weeks, have been sort of channeling Jamie. Hear me out. Um, at work. <laughs> By the way, I want to hear this. I definitely want to hear you out. <laughs> But just to catch you up on the fact that Jamie emailed me after two and a half months, oh, yeah. I emailed him back right away. Uh-huh. Yesterday, I got a notification from Google that said, you sent this five days ago and I've heard, heard <laughs> nothing in response. Do you want to follow up? So, uh, so anyway, I thought that not was shocking, right. not shocking, yeah. but um, at work, there was sort of like a team building um, step challenge where um, you could form teams and try to get as many steps as you can within these three weeks. Fucking corporate America, man. I love it. I wish I was part of it. Well, it's the kind of thing that I would have never in a million years signed up for solo, but the rest of my team was like, let's do it. And I was like, okay, like I do go for a lot of walks. Like it, Mm -hmm. it won't, change my lifestyle all that much i'll hit those goals fairly easily but um but having like that's why i say i'm channeling jamie having like i'm actively counting and like today i i was tired so i'm not at the step goal yet so like after this damn it yeah but um i mean i'm close i'm like a thousand steps away but how long does a thousand steps take 10 minutes maybe okay. less mm. um but but yeah it's just so funny but i i'm so aware of it and i'm trying not to be but it's like i get competitive despite myself almost mm-hmm. where um like who gives a shit but i'm like i want to beat it by like 3000 like what are what what are we doing and so i'm walking and i'm checking it and um it ends on Sunday, and I'm actually pretty excited about that. Oh, but here's the the kicker. After all this, um, there's like four people on my team that have done jack shit the whole time. <laughs> so we're not going to win a single Did challenge. You, <laughs> did you know they were doing jack shit the whole time? Well, I could see. Like, we have like a thing, like our team. So I'm going to bring it up. Um, but is there like, any way to like nudge them on a regular basis? Like, why did well, you guys sign up for this if you weren't going to participate? <laughs> but I mean, like, who cares? But um, it's more like he he must have his app not activated or something because oh. I want to be like Brian. How have you taken zero steps <laughs> you... for three weeks? Like, that's that's actually kind of impressive. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to tell you this, Amber, but Brian has been living in an iron lung for two years. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like it, you have to be trying to do zero in yeah. three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. So I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure you're right that he just like never turned it on. <laughs> he's like, he's, he, that's what's going to happen. You're going to go, Ryan, what the fuck? And he's going to be like, oh my God, I counted by myself and I did 47,000 steps a day. I was walking going one. Yeah. Two. yeah. <laughs> he's going to, he's going to hold up like a card that just has like 
notches on it for every step he took i've been keeping manual track I'm exhausted yeah but yeah so we're not after we're not gonna win anything but there we go i was doing things like this over the weekend i was this is what i mean about getting competitive for the sake of being competitive because mm-hmm. spongy and i wake up very early and go for walks and i'd right. be like I'm going to hit the goddamn goal before 7 a.m. <laughs> like, that's my end. Like, and so sometimes I wouldn't because that's a, it's a long, it's a lot of steps to do <laughs> very yeah. early in the morning. And I'd be like close and I'd be like, Kah. and I'm like, who cares? I'm definitely going to hit it today. Just like walking to the bathroom. <laughs> it's fine. But I didn't get it by 7 a.m. Exactly. Like it's a goal for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, yeah, competitiveness is a weird thing because you think of yourself as like, ah, oh, who cares? I'm, I'm very laissez-faire. Yeah. yeah. But then once that kicks in, it's very hard not to respond to it. I mean, I used to have trouble with that. I mean, this is a long time ago, but when I used to go to CrossFit all the time, because CrossFit was all about time and reps and who's who's well, and number one and all that stuff. Injured because you were right, and I was never, you, you know, gotta listen never, to your body, not other people's body. I was never gonna come close to any of the people that I was that I was exercising with, but I definitely felt like okay, I gotta, you know, right. I don't want to like embarrass myself at least. And I would sometimes when we would have to, you know, you, you have to do things like <laughs> this is so obnoxious, but you know run 400 yards, come back and do 50 squats, then run another 400 yards then come back and do 50. And I would end up like the second 400 yard run blocking somebody from getting past me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, joking, but you know, still doing it. Like not joking. Yeah. Like, no, 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 you can't. No, 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 no. You know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's so weird. I, I get why they set up programs like this because it's like it, despite myself, it did motivate me to walk more. Right. And I thought I was too cool for school. It didn't work for Ryan though. <laughs> you know why <laughs> it didn't work for Ryan, but you know why Jamie didn't email email me back? Cause he's just been walking this he's, whole time. But you could block an email. <laughs> I guess you can. <laughs> You might step in a hole, but yeah. Uh, all right. Well, this feels like a good place to take a break. So let's do that. No, no, we'll come... no, no. We have no, no. more to do. Oh, no okay. more. Um, folks, this has been the long shot. It is a podcast. Uh, hit that, smash that like button. <laughs> turn, turn on the bell for notifications. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. <laughs> Uh, I actually saw one of our, one of our listeners made, I think made a TikTok oh. based on a stand up bit from my oh, album. I think I saw that too. That was cool. It's funny, but, but also it's like, it's missing like a few words from the setup. <laughs> so it doesn't totally make sense, <laughs> but I was delighted to see that somebody was doing something with the shit that I recorded a decade ago at this point. Um, so yeah, smash that like button and hit the bell for notification. All right. We'll see you next time on the long shot. Bye.
I will not know you, whoever you are. And you'll be all in with the slots and the sin, and we'll go to my car. And if I start falling down to the ground, and if I remain and you cause me that pain that I've heard all about, well, I will not hear you, your shuffling song. With your hooves on the ground and my teeth in my mouth where they won't stay for long. And I will start weeping and swinging at you. But not do I know that the faster I go means the less that I do.